Collects right now on the line from Christchurch. I am joined by leader of the Labour Party, Jacinda Ardern. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. And yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Busy day ahead in Christchurch, and I'm looking forward to it. What are you doing in the in the big the big cheese of the South Island? Um, we uh, we have an announcement, just a bit of an announcement we want to make down down here today. Oh, um, nice specific to Christchurch, yep, uh, yep. and I'll give you a little preview, it does relate to mental health. So, oh, good. Yeah, that's what's brought us here today. Yeah, that's fantastic. I like mm. that. That's uh, something that uh, I think should be one of the biggest issues yeah. of yep. this election, and it seems oh, to be granular attraction. comes up so often, and we've got some really good little initiatives that we've been talking about, so yep. um, yeah, so this this extra, extra, extra one we'll throw into the mix. All right. Well, I won't ask you about it now because you won't tell me, so there's no point. Um, <laughs> we're on the <this> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But we'll begin with, um, you know, you, you, you're uh, surfing a, a wave of popularity at the moment, and everyone loves a good a good surf. Um, it's, it's good for the soul. Um, Labour and yourself are shooting up in the polls. Mm. Um, you know, you kind of breathe new life into the election. Um, but I, I want to ask you, um, you know, Policy that you that the Labour's previously announced has not changed since you've begun uh, become leader. It stayed the same. So the gain is all about you essentially. Um, does that worry you a little bit for the future? Um, that you know the the change is all about who the head of the party is, uh, and not necessarily the policy behind the party. Mm. Well, well, we have actually announced a couple of um, a couple of things, and they have some variations in the, in the policies from what we were previously gonna, going to do, but I take your point. I take the point that you're making, because there has, you know, globally been this trend a bit towards personality politics, and I, I understand the need for people to know who their leaders are, what they represent, what their values are, because, you know, they're the ones making big decisions on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Uh, but I don't think that should ever be at the expense of us talking about ideas and yeah. what our plans are for the future. And so, for me, you know, you will hear me talking a lot about um, our aspirations, where we want to go. Um, you know, announcements like this today, very much I've, I've driven uh, and there's a couple of extra things we've added to the agenda because I feel strongly about them. So yep. Labour's values haven't changed. What I stand for hasn't changed. Um, we're just adding in some things to add a bit more emphasis to those areas, I guess. Okay, that's good. And, and I guess... Um, we're talking about how people view politics um, with policy and uh, personality. That's uh, where civics comes in, and you've announced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you've announced the school leavers policy. I, I, I guess um, where you uh, you're talking about preparing school leavers for the real world, uh, yes. budgeting advice, uh, yep. driving, uh, yep. learning how government works, uh, how yep. it can work for them, and how um, not only at a national level but at a local level as well. Yep. Um, is this the government's role to do this, or is this up to the parents? Oh, look, no doubt, um, no doubt parents play an enormous role. I mean, I still believe, even though we're talking about offering free driver licensing through schools, so mm-hmm. kind of you'll go and do, maybe your, your, uh, it'll be after hours, but you access it through the school, so five free lessons, mm-hmm. defensive driving course, um, free learners and restricted. I still absolutely believe that parents will be deeply involved in that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? oh yeah, definitely. You know, you know, most of us had a bit of a mixture. I, I had just my parents teaching me. Wouldn't have minded a few professional lessons, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so I still expect that absolutely they'll play a role. But I think actually probably parents will appreciate a bit of support around those extra things like 
financial literacy and, and so on. And when it comes to civics, learning about voting and the importance of voting, that we're asking the Electoral Commission to help with. They're non-partisan. They're not going to be political about it. But we know that, you know, the equivalent of the size of Hamilton City worth of young people did not vote last yep. election. So mm. this is an area where, where kids are actually putting their hands and saying, well, I don't feel like I know enough. So this is one thing we can do about it. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming when you're playing the roles of, of, of teaching civics, you don't care. I mean, I know you want them to vote for you, but you don't care who they vote for as long as they a- vote. Absolutely. You know, it's in everyone's best interest that people have their say and use their democratic right, otherwise it undermines our system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, no one um, has ever sat down on our side and done an analysis of whether or not increasing young people's vote will benefit us. We just know it's the right thing to do. Yep, yep. Um, now, critics, including Secondary School Principals Association President Mike Williams, uh, have said it's unnecessary. They say that the programs are already offered in an awful lot of schools. Um, now, I'm not an expert on high schools. I finished school probably around the same time as you did. Yep. Uh, said, uh, uh, but it seems to me... Um, that these uh, will probably be offered in schools that can afford it. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, your instinct's right. Actually, it's offered so um, you can do it, you can get NCEA credits around this, but it's not, the big sticking point here is that it's not free. Yeah. That's a big difference. And actually what we're saying here is you don't have to do, pick a whole entire subject to do driver licensing. And so the kids that are doing it at the moment are doing it through a very particular line of you know, learning. Yeah. We're saying anyone, no matter what they're learning in school, can opt into um, free lessons and access to free licensing. Yeah. Um, and it, it will happen in around their, their actual core work. But the big difference is the accessibility. You know, I launched this at Calston Girls. I asked the kids how many of them were learning to drive. These were a group of seniors. And a few hands went up. I asked how many wanted to learn, and almost every hand went up. And yeah. they all just spontaneously yelled out that it was the cost that was the problem yeah. and you can it is prohibitive it's much more expensive than in our than in our day our day oh, old people <laughs> oh but come on now it's not fair <laughs> Oh. Than, than the children of the yeah. 1980s, 1980s, 1990s. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, parents are busier now too. I mean, yeah. you know, we, you get your learners, and then the parent would teach them to drive. And the parents uh, are yeah. so much busier in, in these days. But I, two, two practical tests now too. There used to only be one, but there's now oh, two. Oh really? Oh, I know. Yep, restricted and full. Wow. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just want to know where, where the resources going to come from because teachers are already stretched, schools are already stretched. I mean, when it comes to um, the licences, I guess yeah. you're probably well, going to get an AA, yeah. AA yep. programme or something. Yep. So, I mean, yep. we, we use the things that are already out there for this. This isn't, teachers don't have to do this. And equally, even for financial literacy, there's some programmes out there which are already going into schools to help with that. For civics, we're looking at bringing in the Electoral Commission. If anything, this is going to free up a bit of bit of time. Um, not all of this is going to be in class time, though. Yeah. Some of it might be one-off that you'll do in class time, and other things will be things that you opt in, in and around class time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what about uh, in terms of money? You know, I mean, if you've got to get the AAA to teach kids how to drive, does that mean um, you know they get their funding from petrol tax? Does that mean you might add just a t- fraction to that? No, we're, we're funding this out of the money we put aside in for the education budget. We've put aside 
um, an extra four billion for the education budget over three years. Two right. years. Um, and we've done that by cancelling um, tax cuts so that we can put more into supporting education. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that allows us to do. So yeah, we're trying to ease the pressure on on people in other ways. Yeah, yeah. So cutting short term gains uh, yeah. for long term. Yeah, term investment. Yeah. And thinking about the long term, you know, the AA has done an amazing piece of work around young people who have entered the criminal justice system and found that actually a good chunk of young people who are carrying fines or ended up with community-based sentences have ended up in that position because they haven't been driving with a proper licence. Yeah, yeah. And so this is one way that we can actually free up a bit of other resource. Yeah, I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, let's move on quickly to water tax. Uh, you want to bring into a, a, a sort of royalty royalty, royalty system. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, for yep. water taken from commercial use, farmers, bottlers, yep. orchards, vineyards. Um, you know, and water is a big concern for Kiwis. Yeah. But are you just muddling in a process that causes minimal harm just to appease voters? No, no. In fact, you know, I'd like to see this as us taking on a, a difficult issue, but finding some resolution. So there were two problems that we had. You know, um, people who use um, water in our our towns, for instance, um, like, you know, people in Auckland, they, they pay um, uh, a rate in order to use water. And yeah. so do a lot of other companies who are using municipal supply. So that's kind of already done. But there's this emergence of water bottlers who are accessing pristine aquifers, popping a resource we used to all just share into a bottle, shipping it offshore and making a, a significant profit from a product. Uh, and New Zealand has rightly said, look, that's not fair. Something should be done about that. Um, so, yes, we believe there should be a royalty for that, uh, using an asset that, that we all have a stake in. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we the royalty we think they should pay should be much different and higher than someone, for instance, who's, who's you know, using it for irrigation. So um, for someone who's a water bottler, look, they'll be paying per litre. For everyone else, it'll be per thousand litres. And we're putting... Now, we haven't set a price, but we've made sure people understand we're talking in the range of one or two cents per thousand litres. And to give you an idea, um, my understanding is that at the moment, a company like Coca-Cola, who's using council accessing water via municipal supply, they're paying about a dollar per litre. So the reason that we do, however, want to... Down with everyone who'll be affected. Make sure that they can maintain their profits, that it's workable, Uh, and that's really important to us. So I keep reiterating to the dairy sector, to the horticulture sector, let's work this through together. Um, But we do know that dairying, for instance, has had a massive impact on our waterways. Mm-hmm. Now, particularly in the south, um, we've got a massive clean-up job to do. We do need some help with that. Uh, and we think, actually, those who use the water could help us clean up the water. Uh, otherwise, taxpayers end up paying. So, you know, we're trying to find a fair way through this. But ultimately, I'm not willing to sit back and allow our waterways to continue to be degraded. We've got the opportunity here to clean them up within a generation, and that's what we should do. Yeah, it needs to be done. But, uh, you know, I noticed you, you, you mentioned Coca-Cola, Amatel, and a couple of other countries within uh, urban areas uh, mm. and district councils because they're exempt from charges. Only uh, because they already pay. Yeah. Only yeah. because they already pay. Yeah, I, I get that. But, you know, they, they still only pay a small amount and they're putting uh, pressure, especially in Auckland, where they're taking a lot of water. Uh, Auckland's mm. growing all the time. Uh, more water is needed 
for just residential use. Um, so, it's, and it seems to me that you might push some of those bottlers out from the districts into the urban areas. It might put more pressure on it and taking away jobs from yeah. provinces well, to actually, the cities. the people, those existing operators, like use the word, use Coke, Coke, they're paying more than what a water bottler will yep. end up paying because of where they access their water from. Okay. What, what we've got to do is try and make sure that we treat people fairly. We didn't want to put an overlay over people who are already paying via municipal because actually that wouldn't be fair. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, we're trying to make sure we create the most equitable system possible. And look, a resident up in Auckland already pays as well, um, whereas there's just a whole lot of people at the moment who are making money from a product that, that aren't. So we're trying to make it as fair as possible. Uh, have you consulted Iwi? Um, this? Yeah, we've certainly had conversations with the likes of um, the head of the Māori Council around this. And what we've acknowledged, unfortunately, the government's making statements which just aren't true on this. The Waitangi Tribunal have acknowledged that there's an interest for Māori and water. Um, and our viewers, everyone has an interest. Everyone has a stake. Everyone has a sense of ownership over water. Everyone. Um, but there are some issues that we need to resolve with Māori, but we're committed to doing that. But we're very clear. Um, everybody owns water. Everybody. And therefore, everyone has a stake in it being cleaned. Okay. So you're not, you're not looking at a system like the Greens where half will go to cleaning up the system and the other half of the funding will go to iwi? Well, that hasn't. That's something that has to be worked through. A royalty would allow us to, you know, help work through some of those issues. We certainly do anticipate that a large chunk of the royalty will go to regional councils to help with cleanup, though. All right, brilliant. Uh, well, we're going to have to leave it there. Hey, Jacinda, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Oh, thank you for your time. Have a great day in Christchurch. You too. Look forward to that policy announcement, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. All right, cheers, mate. Bye. Cinder so Adern, their leader of the Labour Party, talking about, uh, well, school leavers, um, what is important to them, and I think I agree with her wholeheartedly on civics and driver's licence and the likes of that, uh, preparing um, kids for the real world. A lot of them come straight to uni, and ooh, bejeebas, we see what happens there, we see what goes on there. Uh, and then also water tax, uh, which is a very controversial issue, no matter where you stand on that one. Um, but I'd like to thank you for her time. Right, it is now 34 past 8. Here's